Guys, not dealing with your stress is literally making you sick, and we're going to talk all about this on today's episode of Short Stories of Bacteria. So I feel like it doesn't take much of a rocket scientist to be like, well, of course it makes sense that if I'm very, very stressed, if I'm chronically stressed, this is going to lead to me getting sick. I think it's very common for us to get have like a, um, a couple of weeks where we're super stressed about something. And then in the week afterwards, almost like as we're coming down from the stress to, to be more susceptible to sickness. I think that's something that shows up in our everyday experience. Um, you might even know this relationship between the stress hormone cortisol and its relationship with the immune system, right? So is there a relationship between stress and the immune system? There's a lot of literature out there that suggests, yes, there is a really strong relationship between the two, but the the nuts and bolts of that, we're figuring it out. But what you might not know is that some of the interactions between stress, between cortisol, between um, our immune system is mediated by the microbiome is mediated by our bacteria. We're going to talk all about that in just a just a minute. But first, I wanted to welcome welcome welcome. I didn't want to welcome. I want to welcome each and every single one of you guys back to the podcast. Charles Darwin's bacteria with your host, Doctor K. As I, as always, am your host, Doctor K, and I'm here to guide you, to lead you into this wild and wonderful world of the bacteria, to investigate the lives of the tiny and infamous, the incredible, the adorable, the amazing, the infuriating, the awkward. I don't know. Awkward was the word that popped into my mind today. The bacteria. Welcome back to the world of bacteria and other microorganisms. And this is a really, really important episode, guys. You want to know why? Because this is episode 52. This marks the one-year anniversary of Charles Darwin's bacteria with your host, Dr. K. This is episode 52. We finally made it one whole year. Um, And I just wanted to say thank you to every single one of you guys who has ever listened to the podcast. Um, It's been super, super fun. It's been an incredible, incredible time. I, when I first started this, I had no idea that I was going to try and clock in 52 whole episodes. But here we are, 52 episodes deep and ready to go at least another 52, however long um, however long it takes to continue to get this incredible batch of stories of bacteria out to the rest of the world. Um, to that end, I wanted to say take a quick second. Be sure to hit that follow button. Be sure to share with your families and friends. Give us a five-star review so we can keep on spreading these incredible stories about bacteria to the rest of the world. Um, and I really, really appreciate your support. Now, let us jump into the actual sciencey part of, of this whole thing. And that has to do with, um, like we were talking about, these, this relationship between stress and the microbiome and our immune system. Now, in order to understand this, we need to do a real quick recap, um, real quick dive into the relationships between our microbiome, our pathogens, our pathogens, pathogens, and the immune system, right? Because there's a interesting kind of tenuous back and forth that happens uh, between between our immune system and then the bacteria that surround us. You'll recall because I talk about it all the live long day that we are surrounded all the time by micro by microorganisms, right? We have bacteria that are surrounding us. We have viruses that are surrounding us. There's fungi and mold. They're all over the place, right? And they interact with us and they interact with our immune system. Now, let's say you have a bunch of pathogenic bacteria or even let's say opportunistic pathogenic bacteria and viruses, right? That are trying to attack you or trying to to kill you in some way. It is our immune system, you may know this, but it is our immune system that fights off those things, right? So we have two 
fundamental facets that I want to talk about today. We have an innate immune system and then our adaptive immune system. The innate immune system, you can kind of think that think about them as first responders, right? So if something novel shows up on the battlefield and the first responders, they have to go and then deal with it immediately, right? There's not a lot of institutional knowledge that's occurring in innate immune innate immunity, right? But they can go, they can go and get the job done. The adaptive immunity side of things, that's what I'll call the institutional knowledge side of things. So this would be like if you ran into a disease before, then the adaptive immune system will take it, break it apart, analyze it. And so that way, if you run into that thing later on, they have a way of recognizing recognizing it, excuse me, and then mounting a stronger and more effective response, right? So those are the two sides of the immune system that I want to emphasize here. And so those guys are always working to keep these pathogens or these opportunistic pathogens in check. And it's this really, really interesting and continuous battle. It's never just like, well, the immune system wins or the bacteria wins. It's this, the way that my um, my immunology professor way back in undergrad, she described it as like a like a back and forth, like a football game, right? One team could be winning at one point and one team could be winning at the other point, right? And it's just this back and forth and back and forth. And either team could be winning at either time. Hopefully our immune system's winning the vast majority of the time, but sometimes when we're sick, right? The other team, the pathogenic bacteria or viruses, they win for a little bit, right? So there's this continuous battle. Now, what I want to emphasize here is that one thing that influences this battle, that influences this back and forth between the immune system and uh, and these pathogenic bacteria, the things that are trying to infect us, is changes or perturbations to the environment, right? So if you change the environment, if you get, if you get, I don't know, if you get really, really cold, or if you get really, really hot, or if you, you eat the wrong food, or if you're not working out, things like this, Changing the environment, if you get stressed, right, changes to the environment can sometimes lead to sickness by betraying isn't the right word, but by influencing the development of those immune cells, those adaptive and innate immune cells, right, the things that are responsible for taking care of us. If you mess with the environment or if you perturb your own environment in some way, that can lead to a weakening of the immune system by getting rid of a whole batch of these different types of cells. So what a good question what you, a good question you could ask, right, would be when we're dealing with stress here, how does stress influence that immune system? Right? And is it linked with bacteria in some way? Right? That's the fundamental question. Now, not only do we have this fundamental question, my sweet, sweet audience, but there was a group of researchers out of China who also act this, act, asked this question, and they actually learned a whole bunch of really, really cool things. So first of all, the, and this came out uh, a handful of months ago, right? The first thing they learned is that one reason why we get sick when we're stressed has to do with something called cell differentiation. Now, cell differentiation, really, really cool concept. It's linked to a whole bunch of different um, other I don't know, concepts, disciplines within biology and biochemistry, things like cancer development or, again, immune cell development, even bacterial microbiology, a whole bunch of different things. Cell differentiation. Now, what I want you guys to think about for now, and when, 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 I, when you're thinking about cell differentiation, how I want you guys to envision it is just like, what is it that the cell wants to be when it grows up? Because as it turns out, you have cells that are basically baby cells, and then you have differentiated cells, cells that have matured and have a particular function. Right. So 
a lot of cells, as they're growing up, they have to decide what they want to be when they grow up. Some of them want to be an immune cell. Some of them want to be, I don't know, a fat cell. One of them, some of them want to be like a, I don't know, neurology or neurology cell, like a brain cell, something like this. And what the cell decides to be when it grows up can be influenced by a number of external factors right? It can be influenced by a number of external factors. Now, what these guys over in China realized is that when people were stressed, there were fewer young cells that via cell differentiation were choosing to become immune cells, okay? So the person gets stressed out, right? Or the mouse gets stressed out. And then what would happen is fewer cells would decide to become immune cells. And then as a result, you're, you have a a depleted army and you have no army in place to battle it out against incoming pathogenic bacteria or opportunistic pathogenic bacteria, right? So that was the initial um, realization that they had. But the main question is why? What is causing these changes in cell behavior? What's causing these changes in cell differentiation and preventing these baby cells from deciding that they wanted to be an immune cell when they grew up? And this is the, actually the really, really cool thing that the researchers found out. So they figured out that in addition to our own cells being influenced by stress, it turns out that the bacteria in your gut also respond to your stress as well. The gut bacteria that you have respond to when you are super, super stressed out. So they did this really, really cool experiment. What they found was that if you took mice right, and you stressed out these mice for a really, really long time, the equivalent of some kind of chronic stress, that led to a lack of diversity in the gut bacteria. Now, we've talked about um, gut bacteria diver bacterial diversity and why that's super important for the microbiome before, but in general, the main point is if you don't have a very diverse microbiome, it can be really bad for you, and it can lead to things like chronic inflammation, a whole bunch of different problems. So you want to have a diverse microbiome. So when these poor mice, they got stressed out for a long, a long time and they had this chronic stress, they had a loss in bacterial diversity and it enriched a specific type of bacteria called lactobacillus murinus, lactobacillus murinus. Now this bacteria in particular liked to produce this molecule called IAA. You don't need to worry what the acronym stands for. It's just, just know it's called IAA, right? Now, what IAA does is it disrupts, um, it discourages certain types of cell differentiation. And specifically, it prevented or disrupted um, cells who want, that would normally become cells in the immune system. Right. So as a result, let me see if I can make that a little clearer. So this bacteria, Lactobacillus murinus, starts releasing this IAA molecule. And so a whole bunches of, of cells that normally would become part, differentiate into something into the immune system, ended up not differentiating into the immune cells at all. Okay. Because of this decreased diversity, because of this release of IAA, you're decreasing the amount of immune cells and you're thus running out of soldiers that you can use to fight against pathogenic bacteria. Now, what's the story even gets crazier, actually, because these scientists, obviously, they don't want to just like sit there and be like, well, it turns out that stress is pretty bad. And it's bad not just because it's bad for immune system. It's bad because it influences your bacteria. And that also influences your, so their, your immune system. So what they tried to do is they tried to come up with some kind of therapeutic that could... Um, that could possibly alleviate some of these issues. And one molecule that actually worked was something called alpha-ketoglutarate. Now, 
you may not know what alpha ketoglutarate is, but all of my biochemistry students, they definitely know what alpha ketoglutarate is because it's super, super involved with um, our own metabolism, cellular metabolism. And it also shows up in a lot of common like fitness supplements, like a, common, a bunch of protein supplements can sometimes help alpha ketoglutarate as a supplement added. Right, and so it's super, super well tied with cellular metabolism and cell differentiation and and things and things like this. So it's totally possible that if you are working out consistently, right, and taking all these I don't know protein supplements, I don't know somehow that could help and maybe that could alleviate the impacts of stress from a hormone perspective. Don't necessarily do that. I have no idea what I'm talking about with regards to that. I do not. I'm not advocating for any particular medical advice, but it would be int- it is interesting that there's a relationship between something like alpha ketoglutarate, which is related to cellular metabolism, and how that could be used as a therapeutic to alleviate some of these problems of stress. So very very cool stuff. But let's wrap this up. We got to put this on a bow and uh, put a bow on this, and then get out of here for to wrap up episode 52. Um, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. Um, let's wrap this up. Number one, there's a bunch of problems with stress. One of those big problems is that it weakens your immune system. Number two, it weakens your immune system. Stress weakens your immune system in a number of different ways. But one way is by changing the gut microbiome composition, which in turn prevents young cells from turning into immune cells. Number three, loss of these immune cells leads to a weakening of the immune system such that it can't repel opposing pathogenic bacteria. And finally, number four, this can be impacted by supplements like alpha-ketoglutarate, which is a common bodybuilding bodybuilding supplement. So um, regardless of whether or not you're supplementing with alpha-ketoglutarate, and again, no medical advice here, but regardless of that, definitely be sure to tackle that stress. I know that we're right in the middle, especially for my students, we're right in the middle of uh, the semester. So there's a lot of things that to be stressed about for sure. And I'm sure there's stressful things in everyone's lives, whoever's listening uh, around the world. Um, so be sure to tackle that stress. Be sure to pet a dog, that brings down stress. Take a nap, that brings down stress. Go work out, that definitely brings down stress and is good for your immune system. All these are really great ways of bringing down stress and as a result, staving off being sick. Um, anyway, guys, I, I don't know. I think that's such a cool story. It's such a cool, um, it's a really practical example of how uh, of how being aware of our microbiome and how shifts in our microbiome can influence how well we are and how well we do in the world. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I hope you guys have enjoyed the past 52 episodes. Well, there's no way on earth you could have enjoyed the, the first like five, but I hope you enjoy the next 52 as much as and more than you enjoyed this one. Uh, and I hope you guys will join me again on another episode of Short Stories and Bacteria. 